2: No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: All right. It's the top of the hour number two. Yeah. Number two. As we roll yeah. on. Scotty out in Philly. I'm here in the Bud Light studios and we're going to get to the Colorado discount heating and cooling hotline in just a moment. Uh, I screwed up on the abs game. They're both afternoon delights. So tomorrow 1 p.m. You tend to be busy with a nugget lunch. abs and nuggets, both. Getting it on. But at the top of every hour, you know what we're doing. We're trying to send you to Las Vegas. Text the word Vegas to our Shop Mazda text line. And then at the top of every hour, if your name is called, you have five minutes to call back that same number, 303-504-0925. And then listen at five today for the ultimate grand prize winner. With a trip to Vegas, a couple of nights at the Westgate, which is the mothership, private VIP pod to watch the games, and 250 bucks. Get your drink and eat on. 1 p.m.'s name, you have five minutes, Blair Brody Markle. Hope I didn't butcher your last name, but I probably did, Blair. Blair Brody Markle, you have five minutes to call 303 504 925 Good luck. All right, let's do it. Let's get to the Colorado discount heating and cooling hotline. It's where we find one of our faves. He is Joel
3: Dreesen. Joel, what up, dude? Long time no talk. How are you? How's the fam? Hey, we're doing just fine. Thank you guys for having me on. I've been listening to you a little bit today, talking about how you guys hate mowing lawns and trimming, trimming grass, which is really not doesn't jive well with me. How do you guys not like that?
1: Uh, you know what? You know what, Joel. For me, uh, a because I, I went and bought a stupid electric, non self-propelling uh, mower um, <laughs> that that I don't like anymore. And and I got a ba- I got a sixty two year old back and a, and a and a and bad knee.
3: Okay, that's all you got to say. Yeah. How <laughs> would you buy a mower that is not self propelled, dude? Growing well, up, we growing up in Fort Morgan, I had this big big yard, and my dad made me push this push mower that was not self-propelled and you had to catch the clippings so literally it took me you know 90 minutes to to mow this grass and it was like pushing around a blocking sled maybe it was good for me
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) which is good it's good when you're young but when when you're when you're you know your age and my age we don't need that we don't need
3: that anymore yeah extra wear and tear we gotta hire guys like dover that's right.
0: yeah. yeah that's <laughs> exactly. exactly right, Joel. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I'm at the point where I'm hiring guys. I got a whole landscaping crew to come to my house. But um, uh, Joel, again, we appreciate your time, man. We're going to bounce all over because I got a bunch of questions for you. But we we do want to talk about a guy you know well, and, and D'Amico Ryans, who is just uh, so hot right now when it comes to the head coaching candidates across the league. Houston looks to be Right there because of uh, relationships with his wife and his time playing with you as a teammate. Um, But before we ask you if he'll fix the Broncos, tell us about D'Amico the Dude.
3: Oh, my gosh. I was so lucky to be able to be teammates with D'Amico for five years in Houston. And he was our starting middle linebacker. And he was the captain of our defense and the captain of our team. And just a great leader. The man only cares about ball. He only cared about getting better. And he was a great human being, Also, how he treated you, how he went about his business. Um, I I cannot speak highly enough about D'Amico Rides. Man, he was – and he overcame some tough things. You know, he tore his Achilles about halfway through the 2010 season, I think. And um, he battled back. And, you know, we hired Wade Phillips that offseason. And so Wade came in, and, you know, D'Amico didn't really fit in his defense, but he was still – a first down and second down linebacker and he still had a great attitude and you know they traded him to philly after that 2011 season but man he's everything he's cracked up to be as far as football competence work ethic humility all those things you're looking for
1: but but with all that and that history you're talking about i mean if it's between here and houston doesn't he go back to houston
3: oh my gosh that's what you would think obviously he has in the exceptional name for himself in Houston, and was a Pro Bowl player for for the Texans. But if you look at that organization and the disarray that they're in, man, Bill O'Brien set that franchise back a decade with some <laughs> of the choices and the decisions that he made. And ownership, it just doesn't give you a feel like they truly know what they're doing right now. Um, so I I think that would be somewhat of a situation he couldn't really succeed in if he goes to Houston. I mean, they, they don't have a quarterback. They, they're missing so much, so many pieces. And, I mean, it would be a miracle to to finish, you know, eight and nine uh, in, in Houston next year. Whereas, conversely, Denver, you know, if D'Amico comes here and has his hands all over a pretty talented defense already and hires some, an offensive coordinator who can fix Russell – then, man, you're talking potential playoff team. So I, I'm sure all those factors are going to come and do D'Amico's decision.
0: Joel, how much does it, with ownership, and I know it was a different group while you were a player there in Houston, but what we know about it and, and Bill O'Brien and the struggle there with, with uh, I think it's Cal McNair, the, the son there, um... I mean, the Houston situation, I know there's only 32 of these and a guy like D'Amico, who's going for his first time, you can't pass up opportunities. But are there conversations had with these coaching candidates? And I'm sure there are amongst players in the league about just how dysfunctional a group is from top down. And that has to play a part in decision making.
3: It has to. I right? in I see exactly what you're saying, right? Here's D'Amico Ryan's, his his goal is to be an NFL head coach and he has an opportunity with the Texans and it's right there. Do you really say like, Holy cow, your organization is too dysfunctional. I'm going to pass on an opportunity to, to be a head coach because I don't trust it. Um, That that would be really hard to do. I guess Sean Payton, he's kind of doing that right now. He's kind of, really examining these organizations and how they're run from top to bottom. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess you saw Josh McDaniel do it a couple of times where he was being interviewed in the off season for head coaching and he, he turned down opportunities or hell. He was even lined up to be the Colts head coach and then backed out, you know, yeah. a, week, a week after that. Remember that? Um, but, but that's a good question. I, I think anymore. These head coaching candidates, they have to do a deep dive into this organization and look. Because, look, man, if they take this job and it doesn't go well, who knows when that next opportunity comes around. You might have right. to go back to you know, shoveling poop as a, a position coach. Mowing or, lawns.
1: Mowing lawns. <laughs> have to go But that being said, too, there needs to be a deeper dive. And, and, and Denver was talking about with the hiring of Hackett. That basically they canceled all these second interviews with different people and 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 so on and so forth and just went with Hackett. I think they're doing more of a due diligence um, and and sometimes deeper dives. You find stuff maybe you didn't you don't necessarily need in your organization with some of these guys.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and you know maybe like an unanswered prayer, right? Sometimes it don't yeah. work out. The guy you want, it doesn't work out, and it turns out to be the, the best thing for him. It. But it, it's interesting how much longer these coaching searches are taken, right? Like here we are, the season's been over for dang near a month, and typically the, a new guy's hired within two tops, three weeks. But uh, it seems like the, the most part, the, the league as a whole, is, is taking their time with these head coaching vacancies.
1: Colorado I, I, Discount. Turn your mic on. Turn your mic on, dummy. My
0: bad there. Uh, on the Colorado <laughs> Discount Heating and Cooling Hotline, Joel. Now I want to ask you about Russ. You mentioned the D'Amico and, and the Sean Paytons out there. Like you watched it. You watched him play 17 games, minus the time he missed being banged up. Is there a guy out there that fixes him? This roster. Can they elevate everybody on it to make them a contender as soon as next year? Or is this thing, uh, hey, there is no more Russ cooking. That ship sailed. Where do you fall?
3: Oh, my gosh. I, I'm i going to give you guys the honest answer. I watched every game. I watched the film. And I can't say this any more bluntly or any more plainly, but Russ was the problem on offense, in my opinion. Thank you. I I think that there was – five or six plays every single game that he would miss throws on that are the difference between winning and losing in this league. Those are five or six plays that the elite quarterbacks, they always make. And that's what puts them into position to win. So he'd miss those throws. And then his, his pocket presence was so gross to me, right? Like when he would be dropped back, sit in the pocket, he couldn't, function moving in the pocket he would like back up into his own tackle and get sacked i I mean i think one play specifically against the chargers i think it was early in the season it's you know fourth down fourth and four the tight ends wide open right underneath the right over the ball just throw it to him throw it to him as a first down instead russ holds on to this ball and takes a sack on fourth down when you had to get rid of it anyway so um and that happened consistently throughout the season. And uh, it, I'm a, not a fan of crappy quarterback play. And it, he, was, he was the problem, in my opinion.
1: No, I don't disagree. And now, you know, one of the reasons I got fired for week one, they tried to kick a 63-yard field goal. But as you said, fourth and four, that wasn't a guarantee to Russ. That wasn't guaranteed yeah. he was going to make that play if you watch the next 15 weeks. And yet that helped – that 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 hastened the decline uh, of Hackett as a head coach.
3: Yeah, and I that's another thing that doesn't sit really well with me is you know, for the most part Russell got what he wanted, right? He in Seattle he wanted to be Aaron Rodgers. He wanted to be Peyton Manning. He wanted to be Tom Brady where he controlled everything at the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and 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 he wanted to throw for 5000 yards and he wanted that. He wanted that. Seattle's like, "Ah, oh, we don't think you're that guy, you know we think you need a good run game. We think you need a good defense. So here he comes to Denver and Hackett gives him control, gives him everything he wants, and he plays very poorly and so i I thought it was somewhat disheartening that Russ didn't take more accountability for getting his coach fired. The coach gave him everything he wanted and and you know, and because of the contract, the head coach got the axe instead of him, so yep. <laughs> I, I have some you know, strong feelings about this topic, but hmm. uh, Russ needs to be better, bottom line. Talking
0: to Joel Dreeson on the Colorado Discount Heating and Cooling Hotline. A couple more minutes with you, Joel. I, I want to go to the college level, and I'm just, I'm just genuinely curious. Like, the Dion stuff, you, you throwing up in your mouth a whole bunch, or are you kind of enjoying it that there's some relevancy there in Boulder?
3: No, I'm excited. I mean, you know, my Ram fans, they're going to hate me for saying this, but I, I'm, a, I'm a Buff fan, every game except for one i want good things to happen to the buffs un- unless you know the rams are playing i mean sure. that, that's just how it goes and so everything that's going on at boulder with, with with dion i think is absolutely great i love watching it dion's a motivating inspiring guy to me i loved him as a kid i love the message he's banging banging home these days i i, I think it's great um uh, you there's a good reason for lots of optimism for the Buffaloes. You know, Dion's energy is contagious. So, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing up there.
1: And, and the one thing, and I remember years and years ago when you'd come in studio all the time with us uh, back in the good old days. Uh, you know, Alfred Williams always told me the head coach's job is to coach the coaches, in particular the pro. But but that's what to me Dion has brought to you know Jackson State. Now he's bringing it to CU man it's about the coaches right Everybody's, "Well, what's he going to do when it comes to x's no well why do you think he hired the staff he hired because he's going to coach them up tell them how he wants to motivate these kids hold these kids accountable but go do your stuff let's yeah.
3: go yeah that's exactly it and to be a head coach you have to be a master delegator you have to have great teachers of football in place so because honestly there's just the head coach has to put out so many fires throughout the course of the day, like distracting things. He's not able to focus on X's and O's as much as he would like. So the, the head coach is in charge of this big picture and he has to be a master delegator and have some big time assistants that know what they're doing.
0: Joel. I also have to ask you this question. I think you and I are about the same age. So you'll, you'll get the reference here. Um, i love greg dulcich and mostly because like i'm the death becomes her version of greg dulcich like if you took all of his blood out of his body and muscles off of it i'd kind of look like him um (laughs) tell tell me what you think about his rookie year and if he's the guy moving forward at that spot
3: you know i would have liked to see him not deal with this dang hamstring thing all year Mm -hmm. right like you know, the old saying goes, you can't make the club in the tub, but he, he was kind of hobbled by this thing all year, but he had flashes where he showed some elite speed, some elite uh, pass catching ability. Um, he's just got to keep himself available. You're going you can't miss practice. Okay. You can't miss half a training camp with a hamstring injury, miss the you know, better part of the first part of the season, play a little bit here and there. And then, you know, I think he ended up on injured reserve with that same hamstring injury. So I, I think he's going to be a good, good player in this league, but there is a learning curve to figuring out how to be a pro and keeping your body healthy and keeping yourself available. Yep.
1: And he's got a lot of hamstrings are scary to me. You know, when you got issues, especially as young as he is, those are scary things right there.
3: Yeah. And um, the hamstring, it's all about how high up it is. So uh, for that thing to linger all season, I wonder if that is probably pretty high up by his butt cheek and, Those those take a while. They take a long time to go away.
0: All right, Joel, finally, uh, what you doing, man? How's the playoffs been? You're just hanging out in that wicked barn of yours watching the games. How how do you see AFC and NFC going down?
3: Uh, Oh, This has been so fun. Let me tell you why. I'm I'm rooting for a Bengals and Philadelphia Super Bowl, I think. Um, The Bengals because my boy, James Casey, I played with him in Houston. He's the tight end coach at the Bengals. Oh, nice. I would like to see him get back and win it. And then – on the Eagles, we got Jack Stoll, and he, he, he played at Regis High School, played at Nebraska. I kind of helped him with some training here leading up to his pro day and stuff like that. So he makes that roster as an undrafted free agent nice. last year. He's in his second year, and the kid has been playing very, very nice football. He's the second-string tight end. Dallas Goddard was hurt for a while, and he stepped in and did some really, really good stuff. So I'm rooting for those guys to get an opportunity to win a championship um you know and it, I'm rooting for Kyle and Christian too, right? I love love my time spent with Kyle Shanahan in Houston, love watching Christian McCaffrey uh grow up here in Colorado and excel at Stanford and with the Panthers. So man, it it's just I, I'm smiling right now because these championship games <laughs> are, are going to be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, hey, 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 you know what that means, Joe? All them names you means you, you, you're getting old. <laughs> you're getting old. You're getting old, brother. Welcome
3: to the club. Dude, I, on the other yeah, – well, not too – I guess a couple of days ago on Twitter, they keep saying that, hey, yeah, Broncos Super Bowl thirty-two victory, the 25-year anniversary. Uh-huh. That means I was, you know, I was 16 or 15 years old when they won that Super Bowl. So that's, that's <laughs> too much time has gone by. Uh, you know, all time.
0: It's like you're a fine wine, though, Joel. You just keep getting better. All right, every day. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> clear for sure. I appreciate you jumping on, man. It is great to hear your voice and check in. We got to do this much more regularly. Thank you for the time today.
1: Thanks, it. buddy. Thank you, guys. There he is. Tell Mama, hey, that's
0: Joel Dreesen right hey, there. He's he's hey, one of you, our favorites.
1: Gotta, I've been over his house once. He he. he hey. He got to ride him more now. If he's cutting all that, that, that grass, he's got at his place. He's got to ride him more uh, at his place. By the way, it just made me think when he said, "Oh yeah, it's, uh, 25th anniversary of Super Bowl 32." Mm-hmm. Think about this and, and what what your age is right now and all that. I was calling a Super Bowl game at 37. Wow. What have you done with your life, Josh? Scott Hasty.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I was working here at 37.
1: <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even realize that. <laughs> That's incredible, man. I go, Wait a minute. I was 37 years old when I was doing the, the color analyst stuff for the Broncos.
0: Man, you used to be cool, Scott. I don't care what anybody says. I
1: know! <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, quick timeout. Good stuff right there from Joel Driesen. Uh We'll talk a little bit about what he had to say about Russ, plus... Scotty, I've been banging the drum as to where Tom Brady's playing football next year and I got a little bit more steam on my side of that conversation thanks to a guy being a jerk and taking a video of him at an elementary school. Details next.
1: <laughs> no, we need it so we got to hand it so brown. No we want it so 122 it so is the time here, here on uh, PhD. HD. So Scotty's live we from Philadelphia. Hey hey, I got a I got a something I just recognized. Okay. From my 53rd uh 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 floor window. Yeah. And I well I guess here, I can bring this over here. Twitchy. You, I I showed you my view yesterday, Yeah, right?
0: It's a lovely view.
1: So, so so there's my view right there. Can okay. you see it?
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: See see the view. Do you see right there in the middle? That little square there right there. Yeah. It's got a little white tower yeah, yeah. coming up from the ground.
0: I'm looking at it. And
1: and you know what that is? No. That's Eastern State Penitentiary. Oh, really? <laughs> it's opened in like 1829. Like you ever see all those haunting shows and stuff like that? Yeah. And they go in there and investigate. I think that's one of the the prisons that they they go over and investigate. So you know what I always thought,
0: Scott? I always thought that uh what was our police officer's name on The Walking Dead? Rick,
1: Fred, Rick. Oh, yeah.
0: Remember, why didn't yeah, Rick, Rick and company just stay in that prison? They could have survived the zombie apocalypse there for years.
1: That would have been an wasn't, entertaining wasn't TV there... show.
0: Oh, fair. Yeah, dude. just <laughs> stay away.
1: Yeah, a good point. Man. Uh, but but wasn't wasn't there a big wave coming, and that was the big fear? They were trying to stay away and in front of the wave. And even when they got the city, right? Remember they got that little suburb and they walled it off.
0: Oh, yeah. They, yeah, had, to, they right. had
1: to redirect the wave around it. I think you're right about that.
0: Uh, all right. Here's what we're going to do. 1.30, we got some no-dumb questions. Megan showed
1: up, and then bing, 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 and all that. Yeah.
0: Is is it still on? Is that thing still
1: happening? I think they had the last year this year.
0: Oh, wow. I just,
1: and I'm, I I think I quit. Megan, they captured Megan. They had him in the basement of some, one of the houses. Looks like one of the last years I watched it.
0: Yeah. I, I stopped a while ago as well. Uh, All right, we're going to get into a couple of things. Uh, We want no dumb questions. Start to send those our way uh, on a funky football Friday. You can really go non-sports, especially on a Friday. Hashtag NDQ. Text them at 303-504-0925 or twitch.tv slash altitude SR. All right, Scott, I mentioned the Tom Brady thing. Also, we got this from the 666 Mark of the Beast. Uh, Tom Brady's a greedy snob putting football above his family. (laughs) Those will still come in from time to time. And technically you're right. He did do that. Uh, All right. But Scott, I've been saying all along that Tom Brady don't sleep on Miami and the dolphins being a chance, uh, a, a place where Tom Brady could possibly end up just a year ago. He and the owner were both, you know, trying to make that happen, trying to make it happen illegally so much so, that it got the dolphins owner suspended for a year and then just a couple of days ago, Scott, Tom Brady is in Miami and he's touring a private elementary school, which everyone just assumed that's where his kids would go when he plays for the Dolphins next year.
1: Um, okay.
0: How far away is Miami aren't from kid, Tampa Bay?
1: I was going to say, aren't, aren't his kids about out of elementary school and, and what his wife's just going to all of a sudden give him custody of the children?
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that goes. But Miami and Tampa. Tua, Bay.
1: Hey, but it was it was announced today that Tua will not play in the Pro Bowl because he's still in co- concussion protocol. How about that? Right? Yeah, that's
0: a four and a half hour drive, so it's not like you're taking your kids to school in Miami from Tampa.
1: No, you ain't doing that. You're living that's, that's there. For sure. That's for sure.
0: Or perhaps Tom is gonna retire and go. Ah, you know what? Miami's a pretty good place to hang him up. Let's put my kids in school over here. I guess that could be. You still don't think Tom Brady's playing? Uh,
1: no, I, I'm saying Tom Brady shouldn't play. I, I'm not saying he won't. Uh, Muhammad Ali shouldn't have fought about the last three fights he fought. Because um, he went, went as, to me as one of the greatest champions that's ever lived <clears throat> to get knocked out by bad dudes. Bad, bad yeah. fights, having bad fights. So, so um, and, and, But I will say this. I remember one time uh, a buddy of mine, and he wasn't – he was an all-star early in his career, and by the end of his career, he was just kind of a shell of himself. Um, told me, he said, "Make him tear the jersey off your, off your back before you leave," which I didn't listen to, and I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince Carter, everybody talked about. I oh, played twenty years. Vince Carter wasn't nothing his last four or five years. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna be honest, he could he could get hot one game, make some shots, and have sixteen or eight. He won, he, he, you know, he wasn't the same Vince Carter. But he stuck around, made a whole lot of money. Yes, he did. Um, we we were talking to somebody yesterday. God, I was going to tell you this, and he goes, "You know, um, I I I you know what? I re I retired. You know, why I retired because I didn't want to be cut. and And I'd made it through eleven years of my NBA career; it had never been cut. Mm-hmm. And they were going to have to somehow. I was told they were just going to go ahead and release me, although I was a free agent anyway. I believe. Uh, and I said, you know what? Let me retire because I don't want to be cut. I want to be able to say I played 11 years as a role guy, bench dude, averaging two points, whatever, but I was never cut.
0: That's that's and an that, awesome that, thing that- to say.
3: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, chumbacasino.com has over a 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, by 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
1: That was always a a red badge of courage, but in in hindsight, I should have let him cut me. Mm Should have picked up a contract in Cleveland, got to make $600,000, you know? Yeah. Brad Doherty got hurt. There was a... They talked to me about putting a million dollar play it uh, 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 a minutes clause in my thing that I would have reached. Oh, Man. I know.
0: Oh, the old should ofs and would ofs of life, huh? We could do it all, yeah. a whole week of shows on those. Uh, all right. right. DT's got an idea and I like this because we have we were going to play. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? There's going to be a test later. We may still do it. Uh, let's just be honest. If your guys's questions suck here in no dumb questions, but Dan's got a good idea here. How about this little incentive? Incentive? Yeah, incentive for you to ask us good, dumb questions. (laughs) Uh, The best dumb question here in the next 10 minutes, you will win the tickets to go see the Nuggets take on the Pelicans this Tuesday. Uh, It's the 31st of January. It's an 8 o'clock affair. So, hashtag NDQ. Get creative. Maybe make us feel awkward. I might get you the prizes. Hashtag NDQ and start to send some of those our way. The best dumb question will get the chance at Nuggets tickets. You cool with that, Scott?
1: Yeah, really? yeah,
0: yeah. It's awesome. I mean, we
1: already shut down. We already shut down the big bald guy, so we might as well you know do something. Like
0: so. <laughs> uh, here's one. This is directly for you, Scott, and it's from the two five four. Hashtag NDQ. Who's worse, NBA or NFL refs?
1: I think NBA, uh, personally, um, because I think there's more, and I could be wrong, and you guys could could correct me if I, I'm wrong. I just think there's more direct involvement and causing of issues that can be done with an NBA ref as opposed to a, like, you're not going to have a back judge or a side judge on the other side of the field Make calls or anything that can affect the game. Where you, in the NBA, you got three dudes or, or dudes and da- gals that could go ahead and, and make a you know a call or decision. Like with we, we, Lauren Holdcamp, who I thought was really good when she first got in the league, she tore ACL or something, mm-hmm. was out for a year with surgery. She made a call. We're showing a replay, and it, there was no call. I mean, a dude swung down, but why are you blowing a whistle? Because you assume the guy got hit.
0: Uh, yeah, that's you didn't exactly. You did see it for
1: sure. Why. No, I, I saw him go down. and hit his arm, and then, and that's another thing. Tries to get. Oh, I hit his arm like that, and I just want to throw up on my mouth because we'll run a replay, and I go, he wasn't even close to his arm, and I know I get to benefit it from the doubt, but but you know, say, say I thought he hit him on the arm. Don't say he hit him on the arm mm-hmm. because I got video proof. That says you're you're, that you're wrong. So now you just now you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Say I thought he hit him in the arm. Well, then they then they don't say that because the coach was to come back and said. Well, why are you blowing a whistle on I thought.
0: Yeah. Uh, This is a great one. And this actually goes to your theme from the start of the show, Scott, about our tools. Uh, This is from the 306. I might have lost it here. Um, Why do – oh, it's from the 310. Excuse me. Why do we call them leaf blowers or why do we use leaf blowers instead of leaf suckers? Shouldn't they suck up the leaves instead of just blow them into your neighbor's yard? My dad had well, a they, leaf they, sucker. they have did? Those. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they have them. Yeah, I got yeah, one. It comes with a bag attached to a bag, yeah. and it sucks up all the leaves. It and, mulches and, the leaves, and, too. And it, and it takes you it, it about 50 times longer to suck up the leaves, put them in the bags for us normal people, residential people. Sure. To, to put them out, dump them in the trash, it is just to put them in a big pile and put it in the trash. It takes too long.
0: Or just blow them into your neighbor's yard they, and make it their problem?
1: Or you blow them out in the street and then hope it gets windy the next day and
0: <laughs> just keep kicking that thing down the road.
1: <laughs> yeah, just keep it, keep kicking it down the road.
0: Okay, I didn't know there was leaf suckers. I'm into that. I, I kind of want to buy one, a leaf sucker. Maybe I'll get one. No. Nah. Oh, all right, here you, well, we go. Well,
1: maybe for your little yard might work.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I, I you really You have a little have yard, landscapers. right? Yeah, but I don't do anything. My landscaping team does it all. I just watch them.
1: You know, tell me you're rich without telling me you're rich. I'm not I have rich. <laughs> I have landscapers.
0: I live in a townhome. I share a with wall landscapers. still. Yeah.
1: <laughs> with landscapers.
0: Dan, do you have landscapers? You live in a townhome. Yeah. Okay, see? Thank But you. I also share a wall. If you share a wall... You're not rich. You're not rich. No, no, no.
1: Unless you own the, the the place on the other side of that wall and you're renting it out, then you is.
0: See, I thought about that, Scott, but I, there was some red tape to get through with that house and I didn't want it, but... No, I'm not rich. All right, this is me. This might be my favorite one. This is probably the leader in the clubhouse so far for the Nuggets. Pelicans tickets on the line here. And no dumb questions. Um, Scott and Dan both want your answers here. Would you share your manscaper with your best friend in an emergency? I don't know what yep. kind of emergency. Yeah, what is the emergency? <laughs> but yes. Going on a double date? Yeah, maybe. I guess right. Like, hey, I'm about to close a deal yes. here. And I would, too. My answer is yes, also. You guys are disgusting. You wouldn't? No. What Why? Jerk. It's hair. Yeah. Have it's you ever used follicles. your buddy's trimmer for you, your you're, you're not no. taking the trimmer Mine. after are you're you done honey? and go...
1: You're not licking it like an ice cream cone after it's done, so it, it's just <laughs> hair. What's the big deal?
0: You've never used your buddy's trimmer or something if you no. didn't have... Them? Oh. You guys have? I have, yeah. That's weird. Like, when I go on my boys' trip every summer, I... Sometimes I forget a razor, and I'll use one of theirs.
1: Hey, I'll just tell you from a, a, a fountain of knowledge: it's called a manscape, the one we use, but women use, can use it too.
0: That's true. Can't believe you're so selfish, Dan.
1: Uh, I, if I you to get- share your manscaping utensils, why? Tell me why you don't want to do it. Because it's it's
0: pubis it gets all sweaty so down there, and so it, it's hair.
3: It's hair. <laughs>
0: Yeah, sure. I, I I would do it for sure. Would um, you share a
1: nose hair trimmer yeah. with somebody?
0: Yeah, I would.
1: Yeah, they want.
0: I actually need a nose hair trimmer. Do you have one here? I got one. I'll use it right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I found one online and it's an old school. And you actually twist the bottom. And you just move it around. And you twist twist the bottom. A little oh, razor blades no go around. See, yeah. I want that. I want. I that. got two of them. I keep one in my drawer at home, and I keep one in my top kit.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, 803 asked if if I would give, would Dover give Dion two toes for a lifetime of great hair? I already have the hair. Why would I give up my toes?
1: Because he keeps looking at that forehead going further and further (laughs) back. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. You're about five yards away, or uh, five years away from that time warp, dude. Let's do the time warp, dude. You're about five years away from that dude. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Somebody, hey Dan, get a picture on Twitch of that dude from the. Uh, let's do the time warp again. <laughs>
3: And Get you're that not dude wrong. We got either. white.
1: He's got white hair. <laughs> they, they, uh, uh, Dover's about five I'm years uh, away from the time
3: warp, dude. <laughs>
1: Let's see if Let's it pops do the up time here. warp.
0: Um, that was good. Uh, all right, Scott. I th- this is easy for you. Would you rather go and watch as a fan uh, an NBA Finals or the Super Bowl? I would rather go to the NBA Finals.
1: Um, I've been to. I've been. We've done both. both. <laughs> I've done both. <laughs> <laughs> and the seat I had in the, the the NBA Finals was the best seat in the house. The Super Bowl seats were, were nice. Could see everything. Uh, I'd rather go to neither one unless I'm calling those games and sit at home uh, where everything is free and available.
0: Mm, that's very true. Uh, this is from Twitch. Uh, Odin's Banjo asks, why in college – Odin's
1: Banjo? Yeah, that's the name. Nice.
0: Pretty good. Uh, Why is college homerism accepted and encouraged, but professional homerism is frowned upon? Hashtag NDQ.
1: Homerism as in what regard?
0: I think he's talking about the media uh, of being biased is is Uh. another term I would use. I think, Scott, you tell me if I'm wrong, and and I haven't been doing the the media thing for as long as you have, but even when I – I mean, I I, I was taught by guys like Ivan, right? And you don't cheer. You don't chant. You don't openly root while you're there. Um, I think that's going away a little bit. Actually, I know it's going away a little bit.
1: Well, I'll tell you this as a broadcaster. You you like when the team's playing good because it's a more fun game to do. Heck, yeah. Right? And I've done – done nuggets teams have won 24 or 27 games and those are those are long tough seasons um, and I've watched good teams and they're a lot more fun um, I don't know I I you know I, I want the nuggets to win I want the nuggets to win uh, a championship um, I think this this organization deserves it I think this town deserves it I mean I think their first year in the league in the ABA was what 66 or 67. Um, I I think there's enough fans in here that remember the old Coliseum days and the old Rocket days and the old uh, early early version Nugget days that they would love to see a championship. So I, I, I cheer and hope for that. But, that's, and, and, but that being said, if they don't play good, I'm going to tell you they don't
0: play good. Mm-hmm. As you should, you as know? the analyst. And,
1: and if they hit a game winner, I might get excited, but I'm probably not – you know, putting my hands up in the air and throwing it and going, ah, you know, and, and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: sharing it with them. I'll
1: go back and shake and, and high-five the coaches after the game, but, you know.
0: All right, last one and no dumb questions. This is good. This is going to hit home for all of us. If wine is just grape juice, does that mean beer is just wheat juice? Whole Wheat juice. <laughs>
1: I guess, right?
0: Right? I guess it is. Wheat and So wine,
1: wine, I mean, let's be honest. So wine, you're getting your fruit, and and beer, you're getting your vegetables.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. You're,
1: you're, Wait, is wheat a vegetable?
0: Oh, uh, I doubt that, actually.
1: What do you think it is? Oh, it's a grain. It's a yeah, grain, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're getting your grains. Mm-hmm. You're getting your grains. You're still grains. getting something, you're, you're, to you're, Scott's point. You're getting your grains.
0: You know, the last time I had wine was at your Christmas party. No hangover in my butt.
1: <laughs> well, I think what you the guy that is that drunk, bottles down, you know, and probably can wave that. <laughs> Have you
0: guys heard about this thing? I saw it on Barstool. You mix uh, champagne and diet coke together, and apparently it tastes like vanilla coke. Champagne and diet coke. I don't know.
1: I saw something with champagne and something, and it's supposed to taste like a Dr Pepper.
0: Oh, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Hello. I'm not. I'm not doing any boozing right now, Scott. And- the super bowl and i'm
1: not either i i i am hopefully done quit bamboost over
0: over gone forever um i i won't make it that long but for now we're we're where we are that was no dumb questions
1: if if i slip and have one i said have one but but my goal is sobriety
0: there you go uh no dumb questions appreciate everybody chiming in and giving us the questions. I appreciate that. All right, when we come back, let's go to Philadelphia. Devin Caney is going to answer all things about the Eagles plus this Joker-Joel matchup tomorrow. We'll look ahead with Devin Caney of Sports Radio WIP next. It is a funky football Friday. We're rolling on. Scotty is out in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, to get ready for the Nugs and Sixers tomorrow. You'll hear it right here. It's an afternoon delight. Pregame starts at 1230. Tip off shortly after one. And we're going to go to the Colorado Discount Heating and Cooling Hotline right now and go to Philly. That's where we find Devin Caney, who is a sports talk radio host at WIP. Uh, she does her thing with Superbook, as I do. And she's an in-game host for those Philadelphia Flyers. What up, Devin? How you doing today? Hello,
2: Josh uh, and Scott. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, We
0: we appreciate you jumping on. You know, we're going to talk about the Sixers as I was giving you crap about Joel already. But uh, let's start with some football, Devin, and and talk about this Eagles defense that is so damn dominant and a powerful offense. Uh, My question to you is how good the San Francisco Niners offense or defense is. Where does Philly have an advantage? Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, the powerful wide receivers on the outside. Like where can Philly expose the Niners defense?
2: Yeah, so the Niners have an obviously incredible defense. Um, this is definitely going to be the Eagles' toughest opponent that they've faced all season. The chink in, in the 49ers' defensive armor um, is in two spots, and it's in the pass game. They're 20th in the pass, uh, and especially against tight ends. So there are two guys from the Eagles I'm looking to have big games. Um, I really like A.J. Brown to go off in this game. I think he's going to be a key to getting down the field and for the Eagles' offense to score on this 49ers defense. He also had a really unproductive game against the Giants. Uh, He only had 22 yards, which is very uncharacteristic for him. And then Dallas Goddard, of course. I mean, he had the first touchdown last week against the Giants. He is one of the best tight ends in the league. Uh, And the 49ers defense— has been weakest against tight ends and Dallas Goddard has been very involved when he's fully healthy in the Eagles offensive plan. So I look for him to have a big game as well. Jalen Hurts can always turn on the wheels. We know how good the 49ers run defense is, but when Jalen Hurts needs to put the offense and the team on his back, he will. And I think it will come down to that.
1: You know, we we talked about it on this show for a number of times and we had somebody on from Philly earlier this week. We, We even asked them about it. Um, You go about this time last year, you know, maybe even into the summer, there was talks around the league that Philly was maybe looking to upgrade the quarterback position and get rid of Jalen Hurts. As I said the other day, you know, thank God for unanswered prayers. But what was the disconnect there for a while? And why was Philly last summer or was Philly actually looking to maybe upgrade from Jalen Hurts?
2: Oh, yeah. And it's so funny to look back on that. I was never for that. There were rumors whenever a, a quarterback would be rumored to be potentially available. Like Russell Wilson was a big target, I know. Uh, and I believe that, there, that actually was true, that Howie Roseman and the Eagles were considering bringing Russell Wilson in. Um, and then the, the debate was, well, the Eagles don't have the talent that a quarterback like Russell Wilson would want. Uh, to make a team appeasing. And now you look at, at what Jalen Hurts and this Eagles team has done this season, and uh, I think uh, the tables have turned a bit there. Um, and even Deshaun Watson, I know that was a debate throughout the league of where he would land. And I, it was an a argument in Philly. Should the Eagles go after Deshaun Watson? I am so glad that Jalen Hurts is the Eagles quarterback. Uh, what he did last season, I always say I ended last season very optimistic because Jalen Hurts showed so much promise. He didn't have the help he needed on offense. And the, the Eagles and Harry Roseman were pretty slow between the end of the season when the Eagles were absolutely demolished by Tom Brady and the Bucks in the first round of the playoff last season. Up until the draft, he hadn't really made many moves. And the whole theory was if you're going to keep Jalen Hurts, you got to bring in not a rookie wide receiver because he already had Devontae Smith, who also had a great first season bringing in an established wide receiver, if not more than one, uh, to help him out. And the draft happened, and we brought in A.J. Brown, and from there just kept expanding on the talent. And now we see how much that's helped Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' offense. And that's also no discredit to Jalen Hurts. Like, the guy is such a competitor. It is so impressive how hard he worked. Last summer, he was training he was training with Tom Brady. He was training with a quarterback coach, with a passing coach, getting his accuracy on point. Uh, and we're seeing the results of that now.
0: What is uh, the money going to look like there? We're talking to Devin Caney on Twitter, at Devin underscore Caney. I know that conversation's happening there. Um, what what kind of deal, or is it, will it be team-friendly that Jalen will accept to kind of keep this group together and keep this window open?
2: Yeah, you know, you assume after the season he had, an MVP caliber season, that the man is, is going to get paid. Um potential to see one of the biggest contracts that we've seen uh, in NFLs for a quarterback but then you also have to consider who the gm is of the eagles howie roseman um is a magician he is able to move things around to change uh how players are paid out over the years that they're signed with the eagles in order to make sure he keeps the maximum amount of talent so i think regardless when you pay a quarterback like Jalen Hurts in the offseason, you're going to end up losing some talent, right? Like, they probably won't be able to keep both James Bradbury and C.J. Gardner-Johnson with the salary cap. But Howie Ro- if anyone can figure it out, Howie Roseman definitely can. Um, and I don't think Jalen Hurts is the type of player who is going to say, no, I need the money over, you know, these guys on the team. Is he going to not take, like, a massive contract and a paycheck? No, because he deserves that. Um but I guess I'll end it on, you know, in Howie Roseman we trust here in Philly, and I know he'll find a way to try to keep all the talent or most of the talent that the Eagles have and bring in new talent as well while also paying Jalen Hurts what he deserves.
1: Now, now move to our side with San Francisco, what are one or two things that you, you look at and go, Ooh, okay, they they got to be leery of this right here. I mean, they, they oh, by the way, are starting a, a rookie quarterback in this NFC Championship game. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, Brock Purdy, I I want the Eagles' defense. I want Hassan Reddick to absolutely feast on Brock Purdy. He hasn't lost a game in the NFL, but he also hasn't played in a hostile environment like Philadelphia. I think the one maybe comparable would be Seattle when he played the Seahawks, um, but that's still not Philadelphia on an NFC championship game. Um, so I want that crowd to rattle him. I want the defense to be aggressive and to get in Brock Purdy's face. We already saw him have some shaky games. Even looking back at their most recent game against the Cowboys, he got lucky on a few, more than a few of those throws that should have been uh, picks for the Cowboys and had it gone that way, the Cow- Cowboys probably would have come out on top in that one. Um, I-, I can't lie. Like, you look at George Kittle, you look at Debo Samuel, like, the talent that they have on both sides of the ball is scary. Christian McCaffrey, I know, hasn't practiced. I, it could be rest. I know he was seen with a wrap on his ankle during the game last week. I don't know if he's how injured he is or if he's just banged up or what. Um, and a big concern with the Eagles defense is always their ability to stop the rush attack. They've done a pretty good job of that. Since around week 11, when they brought in Linville Joseph and then Domacus uh they they've gone from the bottom of the league in stopping the rush to fifteenth. So they've been able to shut down Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley several times. Uh Christian McCaffrey honestly doesn't worry me too too much. Ooh. George Kittle is someone who I am a little bit scared of though, so I'm not gonna lie.
0: <laughs> All right, Devin, last one and you knew it was coming. My my question's actually simple for you. What happens Ooh. first? Joker's third or Joel's first? <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. What should happen first is Joel Embiid finally gets the recognition and respect he deserves and gets his first MVP. What will happen? Jokic is going to win it again. Because as we've seen, Embiid isn't even a starter in the All-Star game. Okay, the disrespect is unreal. They hate the process. And that's all I have to say on that.
0: (laughs) Devin, great stuff. We appreciate you having fun. Uh, You still got that championship belt that's supposed to be mine, by the way. Can I borrow that to look cool in front of my friends maybe or something?
2: Um, Absolutely not because that would be expensive to ship. It's very heavy. And, yeah, (laughs) it's sitting right behind me. I look at it every day.
0: Yeah, I'm jealous. Scotty, (laughs) she beat me and actually she beat all of us uh, at Superbook in a March Madness tournament last year and literally got a WWE championship belt. Uh, and I'm I'm still heard Be- about it,
1: beating honestly. you. That that's no surprise since I don't even know if you watch college basketball until the first <laughs> of March anyway. So that's not a surprise. Hey, hey uh, uh, are you gonna are you gonna try to catch the game Saturday uh, uh, at what is it three o'clock there?
2: Yeah, of I want to say I the am. Spectrum, but it's, it's not the one. Spectrum anymore. What it, what what's, what's are it? your predictions for that one, guys?
1: Um, well, I think you got two of the best big men in basketball. Period. Uh, they do it two different styles. They are both leaders of their team, and, and neither team is going to go anywhere in the postseason without those two guys being spectacular. Uh, I think they're actually friends, which, as you know, Embiid growing up, and we've said this on the air, Embiid used to butcher and just mouth, bad mouth, a whole lot of people, but never did <laughs> Nicola and they, they've kinda got a, kind of got a cool uh, a relationship, if you will, uh, I mm-hmm. think Embiid will probably go for 30 and Joker will probably go for 25, 15, and 12. <laughs> That's just yeah. what they do. Well,
2: I, all I know is Embiid's going to be playing with a big chip on his shoulder tomorrow. So we'll see. percent
1: Devin. What's Greg- his chip about? Oh, because he's not a starter on the East? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because he's not a starter right? and he lost to uh, Jokic two years in a row.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be should, fun. But. We got it for him right here on these airwaves. And, of course, we'll be breaking it down on Monday, as will you guys out there at WIP. Devin's going to be a part of the new morning show out there. You're crushing it, Devin. Cool to see you doing what you're doing. Keep it up, all right?
2: Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: There there we go. See you. Devin Caney hanging out with us from WIP in Philly.
1: I'm telling you, bitter, bitter, Mm -hmm. bitter.
0: Yeah. Hey, people in Philly, they take it personal. Joel's their guy. Hey. He's the most valuable uh, Philadelphia, and they
1: should, and and they should, and and they should. We he's would a great too player. if it were on the other side. But we, we gave you the too. stats just a while ago. One, he's never played more than sixty some games. Um, what well, he had two thousand eighty points, you know, seven hundred rebounds. And, yeah, I got it. And two hundred assists. Joker had uh, over over two thousand, over a thousand rebounds, mm-hmm. and uh, and over five hundred assists. And no one in the history of the NBA has ever done that.
0: He was. Joel was 204 rebounds away from being over a thousand, and was at 216 assists away from being over 500. 500. So yeah, on, the numbers spoke for themselves. And, and, like and oh, said,
1: by the way, and and I know no one cares anymore because once once somebody you don't like starts dominating, um, stat things. Mm-hmm. They, they make the stat things less important. He set an all-time NBA record in PER last year, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: stats are only yeah. stats only matter if they help your argument. That's it. Yeah. Uh, all right, quick timeout. Coming up in period number three, you know we got Dan Tanner's daily dose. We're going to look at the NFL games. We're going to look at the Nuggets and Avalanche weekend. Plus, it's our last chance, and, man, we want to nail this one, to get somebody qualified for the Vegas trip, thanks to our friends at Superbook and Altitude Sports Radio. Coming up next could be calling your name with a trip to Vegas on the line.
3: Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
0: Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Chumba. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
3: Chumba. Chumba.
2: Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, period, by law. 18
3: plus terms and
0: conditions apply. See website for details.
2: If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robin Hood Financial LLC, member SIPC.